With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. UEFA Champions League football is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every game from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and more in football's biggest club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time and extra time and stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of KEF, KEF podcast um, powered by Touchline Media. Um, I just want to start off by quickly thanking everyone for coming to a live event, live show. It was a fantastic show. Um, certain team from North London got got dunked on, and yeah, <laughs> if you, I, I don't know if you listened to the recording, but yeah, it's, it was absolute madness. But yeah, it was great to see um, some of you, um, our listeners. Great to see everyone, and it was a great, great event. And yeah, we'll get into it. But I've got, I've got, I've got um, one of my co-hosts or my, the regular host of the show, sh- should I say, in in Chris. And Chris has got a few words for us. Indulge us, Chris. Indulge us. Sh- Charlemagne, are we laugh. We live. Charlemagne, are we live? Um, uh, but, but first of all, before I um, quickly cut this pipe bomb and go, I'm going to put over, um, you know, the, uh, the the second in command at the moment on, on, on Kef. Um, Peter has been doing an absolutely stupendous job in recent weeks hosting whilst I've been dealing with uh, the amount of work I've been having to get through at work. So he's been absolutely smashing it. Massive kudos to him. Uh, seeing him wrestling the Indies and coming to hosting where he is now. It's you know it's like, a, like a proud son, proud father watching his only son do it. So the world is that. Also, a massive shout out to Sid uh, on our day one patrons who I saw at the live show. Um, got him a drink. You you have to you have to support the patrons at all possible times. Love and that. a massive thanks to Usman, a Real Madrid fan who's been on some of our preview pods as well. It was great to see those guys. And yeah, man, definitely if you if you ever get the chance to come to one of the live shows. I mean, I made it down all the way from Wolverhampton, so there's no no excuse for the guys in London not to come. Uh, it's mm. it's a vibe. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and just do do, do your best to attend. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've come on for five minutes and five minutes only today, just a quick, a quick promo. As we saw last week, two people were left out um, of Liverpool's Champions League squad. It wasn't even last week. We saw it on Sunday. We saw it literally on Sunday before we went to the live pod. We had a round committee meeting about it um, as we were you know sipping on a few drinks and you're know, watching certain teams from North London get battered everywhere they go. <laughs> and of course, Naby Keita and Oxley Chamberlain. I'm not even going to focus on Ox because it is what it is at this point with that guy. It's it's a it's a damn shame. I wish him the best for wherever he goes next season. But I want to focus on one guy and one guy only: the 52 million pound man, the man we pre-ordered, the man we put on Klarna. Naby Keita, this guy, yeah. How the hell this guy has stands on Twitter? I will never know. I will never, ever, ever understand. You would genuinely think he was the second coming of Steven Gerrard. The way that <laughs> the people go on about him, he's good. But he is not that guy. He is not that guy. And he's proven he's not that guy. And we have now got to a stage where he pushed in the last week of the transfer window Bro, to leave. 
Yeah. His camp were putting out all sorts of feelers um, for him to kind of get out. Didn't happen, didn't materialise. And Klopp, to Ashley's credit, has clearly shown a bit of balls by saying, who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. Who the hell do you think you are to try and force a move from this football club? And now we've seen we're in the midst of a crisis. This is a time where, you know, if he had his shit together, he could, you know, Aomide, rise, rise it, Naby. Come on, take control of the midfield and really <laughs> earn that new contract. But now, man, no, he's not. He's, he's not done anything. He's just, he's, he's got a mysterious injury yet again. It's a so, mystery box of injuries. With you don't guy, think he's injured? Or if you do think he's injured, there's a bit of like weird, like hokey pokey about it. And he's just maybe not happy with the club and the club are probably not happy with him. Or, or what are you thinking? I think it could be. I find it very interesting that obviously, I mean, obviously all the Champions League games are in this big clump from now till the end of October, I think, is it? Yeah. Um, or November. So it's very, it's very specific for him to kind of be then. He won't be available for that from now till November. So that's a long period of time. That's almost three months. She basically said this guy isn't going to play. Um, he's obviously not going to um, the World Cup. So again, it's not like he's not going to get run into the ground. I just think it's come to a situation with this guy. And, you know, it's it just it's little things about him as well. I mean, you know, he knew he was coming to the club. He didn't learn English. It's little stuff like that, man. You know, you know when, you, when you're meant to be this next big thing and you invested a lot of money, we invested a lot of time in this guy, trying to bring in new physios to get him fit and healthy, get him back on the pitch and try and make him the best possible version of himself he can be. He, he clearly just doesn't want it. It's mad that he stands on Twitter want it more than he does, clearly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's time for this man to go. Just leave. <laughs> Honestly, well, when January comes, if we can get any any value for him, I will take it. If it's five million quid, six million quid, seven million quid, I will take it. Just 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 get him off our hands at this point. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I think it's definitely frustrating because obviously Klopp included them when he was talking about our midfielders at the start of the season. Um, we've got eight midfielders and included Knox, included Cater, and he was saying that you know what I'm saying that like, how could we need any more or whatever. He might have been lying. He might have been telling the truth. Whatever, whatever you want to think of it. But now two of them, we're not going to use them in the Champions League until God knows January or February at, at at the minimum. Yeah. So that's that's almost half a season, which is just that's mad to me. Yeah, but may, maybe they're not available to them. Who knows if they're not available? To, but if they if they've left them out, has someone taken their place or is it um, left out? Eh? Agitic and offer. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it makes sense. Because I don't know when they're going to come back. Well, especially Ox, I don't know when he's back. And we're in like, what? what, Sam, how do you feel? Sam, how do you you feel about Naby? Yeah, I I, I washed my hands with him probably last season. I'll be honest with you, man. I'm frustrated with him. I feel like I spread that vocal on on the pod last time. I just think, um, I, I agree with you. Seven million, whatever we can get for him, just get him off the books, man. Because it's just, it's just pointless. We've been waiting for this guy for so long. He's got a number eight shirt. Um, he's never, he's never fit. Never fit. He, when he is fit, he drops off the stairs off the coach coming into the ground, and then next minute he's not even in the squad. <laughs> so, if 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 this is a joke now, I'll be honest with you. And what he come out with to say, oh, he's not happy. <laughs> that that was the biggest, the biggest thing for me. I'm thinking to myself, what? You're not happy. You gotta be kidding me! So, yeah, man, I'm 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 done with him, mate. I'm done with him. Mark, I mean, you used to, you had some some Nabby stocks, but yeah. you still got some. How you feeling? No, same with Glam, man. I've washed my hands with him, like, and as you know, I've defended this guy from pillar to post. Hopefully, I'm loud enough. Is that calm, yeah? Yeah, that's cool. Right, cool, yeah. I've defended this guy from pillar to post, man. I was probably the CEO of Nabby Fan Club before Yak came in, but. No, nah, he hasn't performed well enough for me. And the fact that he has the cheek and the gall to say, you know what, if I'm dropped at United, that's a big game for me. Like, who the fuck are you, fam? Like, you haven't <laughs> even performed to a level. Like, you're not even better than the people that were starting. You're not better than Henderson, who I fucking think is cheeks this season. But you haven't performed to as high a level as Hendo was performing in his pomp. You haven't performed better than Fabinho at any point in your career. You haven't performed well. Maybe in Germany, in it, but you know, we don't really rate them German Bundesliga dog. Shout out to Julian and Elliot as well. Like Elliot's coming in, he's shown you up on several occasions. He performed against Chelsea in what was his first big start last season. Got injured, come back from injury now, a very very long term injury. 
and they're still outperforming you, outperforming anything I've seen from you. So nah, I'm I'm with the mindset of we should have moved him in the summer. And to be honest, let me even say what I said to you, man. I would have released Ox and KR. I would have just taken the losses, released Ox and KR. We would lose maybe 30, 30 million potentially that we'll get on them. By the looks of it, we probably won't get anything for them anyway because we're probably going to leave on freeze in the summer. So why not release them, get them off the books, get those wages off the books, and then you have open space to bring in midfielders and Klopp won't be saying the lies about eight midfielders anymore because now it would be six midfielders and we clearly need another one. Mm, for sure. For sure. I think losing a 30 million or 35 million and a 52 million uh, midfielder on a freeze in, in the summer just, I think, yeah, that, that's not very great business. But Chris, anyway, you got anything for more for us? Um, no, I think you're all doing a fantastic job. It was fantastic seeing you all the weekend. Um, no do it more often. Um, I'm going to jump off. But of course, before I do, uh, if any Naby Keita fans want to disagree with me, you know where to find me. It's at Christian, K-R-I-S-H-A-N, <laughs> underscore number two, four on Twitter. Let's, let's, I'm going to be busy tomorrow, but I can reply on Thursday. So, you know, let's, let's, let's get into it then. Let's have a little tussle there. You know what I mean? Quick like. Love that. Uh, love that. But uh, yeah, you guys roll safe, be calm. Uh, and I'm looking forward to listening tomorrow. Cool. Peace. All right. Yeah. As Chris said, yeah, let, let's, let's get back into it. Back to normal scheduled, our normal scheduled program. And yeah, I just want to also um, remind uh, any listeners that are listening, maybe first time, just to subscribe to our Patreon as little as three pound a month. Um, you get you have great, fantastic content, and also um, follow us on our on our Twitter socials, Instagram as well. And yeah, let's let's get into it. I want I want you guys to cast your mind back to last Wednesday when we played Newcastle. So I think we just came back off a um, a nine 0 win off Bournemouth, and we're kind of thinking, oh, it's Bournemouth, but it's a good win. It was also it's a good show. Um, obviously, we had Newcastle at home. They had a couple of injuries. I know St. Maximum was out. Callum Wilson was out. Bruno Gamarish was out. Um, Alexander Isaac got his first start. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it quickly. Maybe a, a short summary. Um, Mark, I'm going to come to you firstly. How did you think that first half went? I want you to cast your mind back. Um, obviously, it... They ended at halftime 1 0 to um, Newcastle over Isaac debut goal. How, what, what was your thoughts on, on Liverpool's performance in that first half of the Newcastle game? You're on mute. Yeah. It was a while ago, yeah, so I'll try and remember. But from what I remember, we played quite well in that first half. And although we weren't creating clear cut chances, it seemed like we were dominating the ball quite a lot. But you could always see the threat of Isaac getting in behind. And it was clear with the goal. Um, I feel like Elliot was playing well from what I remember. Um, because it was such a while ago, I, I'm not 100% sure who else played well. But it was one of those games where you could tell that Newcastle were going to waste a lot of time. They were going to do their shithousery tactics, similar to something that Gerard did against us when we played Villa and the ball was in play for about 60 minutes. Mm. Something. So there was a stat that the ball was only in play for about 53 minutes and 50-something seconds, which is absolutely mad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Glam, I want, I want to come to you on, on, to, the, on to the Isaac goal. Um, obviously, Isaac gets a goal in his debut. Um, he's obviously there. I think he's a record signing. And there's been a lot of controversy about whose who's fault it was. Um, but Van Dijk's fault was at Henderson for kind of poking the toe, Fabinho for not following Isaac, Trent for not shuffling up. But well, talk to me about that goal. And is it kind of like a collection of mistakes or are you blaming one person or... Yeah. Um, uh, you got froze there. Sorry, guys. Um, boy, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm going to blame... Well, Fabinho was definitely involved. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Um, I'll say Fabinho, because actually he was blaming... Well, Henderson's shitty toe poke. I don't know what the hell that was. You that, never that was, gonna win it. A, that was another assist. But Fabinho, like... Because Van Dijk got dragged out. And I think with Van Dijk, he dragged out position, that's one thing. But at least he stuck to his man and he kept removing with him. So he's out of position, someone's filled in Fabinho. 
So we got two at the two at the back. We've got Gomez and we've got Fabinho. When the ball's played, Fabinho steps out and just doesn't even look at yeah. Isaac's run. So yeah. I think for Gomez's side, it was it was too far for him to come over when he had a man behind him. But again, it's another goal we're talking about a collective of errors from our shape. And that's that's what it was. Usually, it's always devolving the midfield, um, and then the centre half. Just, and if it not, if I summarise it, communication, bro. Thanks. It's communication, man. Because do you know what I mean? There's too many people involved in that to say, oh yeah, that man, that man, that man. We could pick out any one of them and say, you know what, you should have done that. You should have done that. So it's communication, man. Yeah. Before we go on quickly, let me just get into that goal as well, innit? I feel like let's even rewind to before the ball was played. It was Trent's error, which was absolutely atrocious. What game are you watching, by the way? I saw your face. Still. Um, um, PSG Juventus and Mbappe just scored a banger still. Well, you know, I'm trying to watch it on BBC Four, yeah. So uh, BT Sport Four. It's BT Sport Four Five. BT Sport Five. Okay, I say for that. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, going back to the goal, yeah. Going back to the goal, fucking um, Trent gives away the ball needlessly, and that's. Something that we've been seeing from Trent for We're going to have to come on to that later. I'm sorry. We're going to have to come on to Trent. Yeah, yeah. Like, Trent has been absolutely atrocious. Like, his ball usage. And somebody said, and I think, Dang. I don't really want to say it without giving credit, but sorry, I can't remember who said it in it. Mariah passed it on or something like that and said, Bruno's basically saved. Trent is basically Bruno playing at right back at the moment. Like, <laughs> crazy. Oh, <laughs> picking up like, Similar positions in the midfield, yeah, and then losing the ball the same way Bruno loses the ball, and we're getting counted on. Like yeah. it's looking very, very nasty at the moment. But yeah, he loses the ball, and I remember going in on Henderson, saying Henderson's our captain. He should be communicating. He sees the whole pitch. He should be able to like do something there, do something better, communicate better. But shout out to Van Dijk for tracking Amro and trying to engage. I still feel like yeah. he couldn't got back into position, but he'd done what he should have been doing yeah. by himself. Robertson comes over as well. Shout out to him. He follows the run of Trippier, which, again, I've been cussing Robertson throughout the season, but that is a good thing from him. But Henderson, that fucking toe poke was absolutely shit. Like, this is the second time now where you've had a mistake that's led to a goal. And I guess in contrast to the Man U game, yeah, it didn't cost us this time, but these repeated mistakes will carry on. To, well, will cost us at some point within this season, and it really cost us already. In it, like we can't keep going behind. We can't keep conceding shit goals. We can't even keep conceding shit chances because, at the moment, our defense isn't playing to the standard that we expect of them, and you're just putting unnecessary pressure on them. But Fabinho, like fucking hell, Fabinho, Fabinho, like replaced Van Dijk, yeah, like Glam said, yeah. And when I was watching the goal back, I was going absolutely mad. So he's right next to Isaac when it happens, when the pass comes in. Yeah. Yes. Then the pass goes to Longstaff and he just steps drawn out. In. He gets he drawn in. I don't know why he draws. What's he goes doing, in. bro? Like, he just wanders off. And if he stays where he is, yeah, Isaac probably doesn't have the time and space to like compose yeah. himself. But 100. he just wandered off. And the thing is, where he where he kind of gets drawn in, Henderson is in that position anyway. So why are you both going into the ball? Go there at all. I don't understand what he was doing. And I'm it's saying communication is ridiculous. No, it's crazy. Like, at the moment, we have a lot of bozos in our team or people performing like bozos, innit? Yeah. We just need to get them to switch on, man. Like, for me, maybe it might be, ooh, unlucky on Baps. I mean, it might be, like, a thing where they may need to, like, just to have a bit of competition. Like, if we had a DM that is playing to a level and we yeah. could swap in for Fab, swap in for Trent, swap in for other players that are not playing to the level that we want, mm. then they're kind of spurred and they have that rest to do what they need to do. So it'll be interesting to see what Klopp does with Napoli and feel like decides to rest a few men, play a few men out of position. But let's see, let's see in it. I yeah. feel like that goes a shambles and we definitely need to stop conceding chances the way we do at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I think that competition for places, it's a good shout because I think when Trent has his performances and he's there, Wolfer, by the way, absolutely Wolfer, I think we'll touch on the Everton game. Someone like Milner comes in for him and then Milner does an even worse performance. So he knows he's fine the next game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He knows he's cool because I just saw Milner put in a disaster class as well right back. And then Robertson, the same thing. Robertson plays badly. Shimkas comes on for a cameo and Shimkas is even worse. 
Shimka's playing like he's drunk. So these men don't really have competition for their places, really and truly. Um, Fabinho as well. Henderson comes in. Henderson does an even worse performance. So even Fabinho playing badly is, is, is a better performance than, than Henderson is at its current time. But yeah, it's just it's just a shame, really, that our senior players are not really in form and it's kind of costing us. But yeah, I think we'll touch on that. Um, to positive things, though, um, that second half, I felt so... Elliot, I think Elliot had a fantastic game, that, that Newcastle game. He was literally running the show. He was very um, tenacious, like Mark likes to say about um, Elliot. He was winning the ball back and he was playing it forward very quickly, getting the ball, pointing around the corner. And yeah, I, I thought he was, he was really excellent in that game. And also Cavalio as well. He comes on and, and eventually gets the winner. Um, Mark, you're someone who has a lot of stocks in Elliot and Cavalio. How impressed were you by their performance and is it something that we can kind of look forward into in, in the future for them? Yeah, man, I'm, I've been very impressed with Elliot. Ever since I've seen him burst onto the scene, like, he just seems like someone with a lot of composure for his age, a lot of technique for his age, and he works hard. Like, one of the things that I saw in the first three games of last season was the way he was working back. And obviously, for the Liverpool guys that watched preseason, yeah, we saw how the triangle of Trent, Salah and Elliot was interchanging so much and they looked like such a fluid attack that nobody could really stop them when they really got it going. Yeah, they seemed to make things happen out of nothing. Mm. So I always knew Elliot would be somewhat a key cog if he was given a chance. And I felt like it has been long awaited down to the injury as well. But mm. it's about time that he's starting as our right centre mid and we replaced Jordan Henderson. Um, in terms of Carvalho, yeah, prior to him signing, I only watched him a few amount of times. Like, maybe two times in the Premier League yeah, when they first, well, when he first burst onto the scene. And then a few times in the Championship after I realised that we are going to sign him and the links were coming up. And he seems like a goals first guy. Like, and I remember saying this to you, Peter, that I feel like the way he adjusted his body for the Bournemouth goal was very, very striker-esque. Yeah. He doesn't even change his feet too much. He just like hops and hits the volley and it was pure and clean, like, he's a good ball striker, as we can see from his two goals. Um, and I feel like he's very active. I don't think he should be a starter for us yet because I feel like he still needs time to bed in. Yeah. I feel like he should be one of the first names coming off the bench because of what he offers in behind and how direct he is. Yeah, sure. Um, my, I think with Cavalio, I think, in my, I would play him as a forward person at this point in time just because I felt like um, like you said, he's got that ball striking ability and that kind of composure in front of goal. And not many players have that, especially at that age as well. He seems to be very calm and composed. He doesn't really like snatch at things. He strikes things well. Like in all of the games he's played, probably Byron Everton one, he's kind of had a chance or he's kind of struck like maybe the post or he scored a goal or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And the Newcastle game, that's a, that's a very good volley, you know? Like I know it's close and um, it's what's called, it's not very far, whatever. But, like, to strike that, and he strikes that very well. I think it hits the crossbar and it goes in. Like, a lot of men would have skied that, but he, he yeah, hits that yeah. so cleanly. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great winner. Um, glam, glam, glam. Do you think that we kind of... Do you think we kind of robbed Newcastle there? Do you think that um, we deserve to win or, or, or nah? And kind of after, also, after the game, what was your kind of thoughts on the team? Did that win make you more confident or did you just think, ah, we just kind of stole one here? Um, no, we 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 deserve we deserve to win based on the fact their 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 tactics are trying to time waste is ridiculous. Players were going down. Oh, yeah, Nick like, Pope, and that, yeah, yeah, and obviously uh, Joe Linton kicked going down three four times. You still had three subs left, so I knew there's some bullshit right there, and uh, and and we won the best way possible to get them back. Um, but in times of the gameplay, listen, there's the the start that we've had. We just need the three points from the shoe. I weren't really too. Um, focused on the performance. The fact that we got the win was pleasing. And yeah, on the finish from Cavalio, yeah, it was a um, calm and um, confident finish by him. But um, other than that, mate, yeah, no, I was confident after the Newcastle game. I think, yeah, then we've got the derby coming on to it. Let's, let's, let's kick on. Did you? I, I wasn't, you know. <laughs> I'll be real. I was thinking, ah. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was, mate. Was you? I, 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 just, I just didn't see... I was very confident still. Was you? Do you know what? Okay, the reason why I wasn't confident was because the way they played in that Man United game was just so alarming to me. Like, if you can't get up for Man United, 
what can you really go up for? Like at Old Trafford. But I, I think I might need a pause, yeah, but yeah. Oh my yeah, bad. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, my bad. Cool, <laughs> if um if um if um the thing is though, the Man United game, we're gonna watch it like we was, we was unlucky in terms of the chances that I was in their bar, the own goal. You know, it was unlucky. We just weren't clinical enough, and that's and that's the issue. But, but damn, wasn't you scared about the intensity? The intensity wasn't there. Like, no, nah, but you know what? Yeah, but you know what it was because we just we should and of Man United of normal was playing, get slapped up start of the season. We didn't need intensity. I'll be real. It was a it, for me. It was a show up. How many you gonna get? That that's how the game was, and that's our fault for downplaying it. I think if we treated it like a must-win sort of thing, but no, I just think we went into it as most fans expected, and I think the complacency got to us because they were up for it. Mm. They were up for it, and that's what caught us out. So with that, I think that should have um, springed us into life where we should say, you know what, oh, fucking hell, like, come on. Like, getting beat by Man United right now is like flipping, uh, uh, I don't know, one of the lowest things you could probably have as a footballer. And... You know, the fact that that happened and you didn't react, you know, it says, says it all, bro. It says it all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I was thinking, how are they going to get off of Everton? Um, obviously, Everton, we, we, they, they're a worse team than Main Hyde, but like, I knew they would be up for it. Like, the players seem to still be playing for Frank Lampard. And that's one thing that I can say for them. I, 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 they're not a very good team, but the players still seem to kind of be. Um, fighting for him and obviously they kind of maybe I don't know the Everton fans are kind of behind them so yeah I was a little bit worried but anyway yeah let, let's let, let's get get on to the Everton game so it was at Goodison Park um, the lineup bloody hell when I saw the lineup I was a mixture of like I was excited but I was also scared as well I was thinking oh okay the Heapers are playing like the Jukadoes are playing but I was also thinking whoa these like these young men like yeah I don't want didn't want them to drown but um, the lineup so I think the lineup was Allison. Trent, um, Gomez, Van Dijk, Shimkas left back. Then it was Fabinho sitting with Cavallo and Elliot as the two eights, um, the two young boys as the two eights. And then it was Salah. And Nunes um, comes back to return on a derby um, from his suspension. And then obviously um, Diaz left wing. Mark, that lineup, when you saw that lineup, what were your thoughts? I was so frazzled, man. <laughs> In a good way or bad way? In a bad way, bro. I swear. The whole, the whole. Now, like I love them mute share, but like you alluded to in it, Cavalio shouldn't be playing in midfield, especially in a derby. Like he's going to get eaten alive. What well, that's what my thought process was anyway, and it proves to be right in it. Like he got injured, got a little dead leg, and had to come off. But for me, you needed some steel in there. That's a game that I would have probably played Milner, mm. and then I was arguing with Julian throughout the week about. You can't start Nunes in a derby because he's going to be rattled. I didn't think Klopp was silly enough to do it. Or in fact, you know what? Not silly enough, brave enough to do it because you just want to protect the guys. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. come up with cards. You don't want to put him into the cauldron that is good as some part on a derby day in it. So I thought we'll start with Firmino um, and Simicast. Yeah, so Simicast. Yeah, his start to the season has been absolutely atrocious for me in it. So I don't know why Amanda were calling for him to start. Robertson is by far the best defensively. And although Robertson's used to the ball in the final third, he needs a lot to be desired, yeah. I think his defensive ability weighs up so much. Well, stacks up way better than Tamiskas's. Yeah. Because you're playing against... Oh, shit. You're playing against Gordon. You're playing against... Gray. Um, Gray. You're playing against... Mc... I thought it was going to be McNeil in it, and I thought... Those three pacey lot, yeah, will test you. Like, they'll interchange a bit. And Smith's will be all over the place, isn't it? So, I didn't really like the lineup, but I thought Klopp was brave. And he does these things where he tends to change against Everton because I don't think he really rates Everton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, 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 it did seem like he was rotating the team, didn't it? Because playing someone yeah. like Shimkas, um, playing Cavallo, playing Nunes, and not playing Firmino, who Firmino was obviously in form, um, scored against Newcastle. I've got to say his goal as well against Newcastle was, it was a good finish from him. But yeah, like I think he seemed to rotate the team obviously ahead with thinking about Napoli, um, obviously away on Wednesday. So yeah, glam, glam, glam. Um, the start against Everton, again, left a lot to be desired for me, man. Left a lot to be desired. 
Really? Um, the start the start was very, um, how can I put it? Very... End-to-end? Yeah, open. Very open. open. Um, and, well, I brought the squad again. But, um, yeah, very open. And I thought to myself, you know, it's Everton, though, again. Everton are not a good side. Jamie, I see they started obviously great. Ma'am, neither are we at the moment. This is what you're forgetting to realize. No, neither no, are we. But, brother, no, but the thing is, it's not about we, but we we've got enough. Come on, we've got we've got Diaz, Nunes, and um Salah starting. Then you've got the bench. Yeah, it's like the bench looks healthy, not full of kids. Um uh, good at some part. We can win we should be winning this game. And what I didn't want is it turning into a derby. Now, I know it sounds silly saying that because it is a derby. <laughs> but if you know what I mean, I didn't want it turning into a derby. Because when it's a derby, it's like forms at the window. And you I, think both... you need to, I think you need to expect that. And that's why yeah. I would have been like, no, 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 like, Yeah, yeah, I but you know what? The last, time, the last time they, they, they gave us a good game was how long? So I it's weren't expecting that because I know they're poor. But, you know, obviously with the midfield, I was again, I, I, I was like, um, I was happy with it. I was fine with the midfield. I don't think we need this. I mean, I, I get why we obviously played Cavalli on that limited options um, are to on the bench. But the start to the game, yeah, I weren't worried. Only when they obviously had the open, the chances, I was just getting like, whoa, 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 whoa. And that's when I started to obviously get a bit worried. Mm. So then the chances, um, I think it was, the first one I kind of remember was um, Tom Davis. I think Tom Davis striking a post. Yeah. And then we hit the post right after, innit? I can't remember who it was. Yeah, so... not the Diaz one, the volley, and then then oh, yeah. uh, was the Nunes volley, and then yeah, Diaz straight after. Yeah, that's so... when I knew, I'll be honest with you. That's when I knew, and if I say that's when I knew, I don't think we're gonna score today. Mm-hmm. So the, the the Davis chance, go back to it. Oh, I think it was a Gomez mistake. I think yeah. yes, yeah, it was. It won't cut in, and he should have scored. Davis, yeah. and he kicks over his outside of his foot, then he hits the post. You kind of get lucky. Um, and then, yeah, like, I think that kind of jokes us up and that kind of um, wakes us up and we kind of have chances of our own. The Nunes kind of volley was very Torres-esque against Blackburn. I think if you remember the volley um, over his shoulder and just striking it. Um, oh, great, yeah, great, great, great save from Pickford. Um, and then straight after that, um, Diaz picks a rebound, does like a fake shot, a fake shot, then hits the inside of the, the, the post too. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a strange one because... Um, Oh, Mbappe just scored again. He's just, yeah. yeah. Yes, you are fake, fam. Yeah. They're looking crazy this year. They're looking mad. But, um, yeah, so I want to come to the, the, the Nunes performance. Let's, let's touch on Nunes. Obviously, Klopp starts on him, um, starts with him this, this game after suspension. Like Mark said, it was a very controversial, probably, um, thing to do, a very brave thing to do. What do you guys think of his performance? Because in my mind, it's, it's more of the same. And I felt like the same thing with the Crystal Palace first half as well where he's he's active and he's he's getting chances. He's getting a lot of chances, but maybe he's just snatching at them or he's using the wrong technique. But it's kind of reassuring to me that he's getting those chances because it's like, okay, once he's kind of gets off the mark or once he's kind of gets his confidence up, he's gonna take these. And I think I can remember a couple of them where like um I think maybe Shimkas Robertson kind of um done like a low, low cross to him and then he kind of like uses the I think it, I think he tries to side for it, but really should have smashed it and then he kind of miskicks it. Um, yeah, but and I think so. Opposition fans are kind of laughing at this and kind of thinking, Oh, he's very clumsy, can't hold up the ball. Look at his um, look at his um, finishing. But to me, it's assuring that he's getting these chances because it's like, even though this guy is not the best technically, even though he's not like, um, you know, what I'm saying the, the maddest footballer, he causes havoc and he's playing him what against like a three at the back or whatever, and he's still getting chances. His movement, his movement's always there. But yeah, yeah I, what did you guys think of Nunes' performance? Um, very hit and miss, but he got chances. I think that's what I would say. But what did you guys think? I think it's hit and miss in general, isn't it? Like I think he's on a knife edge of becoming extremely really good as a poacher. Yeah, his confidence leading him to be someone that snatches at everything for the foreseeable future, isn't it? And that could like affect him long term. Um, I'm happy with his movement. I feel like he's getting in the right places. He's doing the right things. He's, I think his link-up even against Everton wasn't bad. There was no balloon touches or trampoline touches from what I remember. Um, there was a couple times where he played Diaz on the break and it was a decent pass, nice way yeah, to pass. Yeah. 
Um, but for me, yeah, what he's doing at the moment is making the easy things look extremely, extremely hard. Uh. Hard things look extremely easy. Like, and I think that's the sign of an instinctive finisher. So the type of person you don't want to like think before they do something. You just want to put the ball in their feet and then just let them go off muscle memory. You know, like for me, mm. the touch and volley is very reminiscent of one of his goals for Uruguay. Yeah, yeah, I remember the goal, yeah. It's exactly the same thing, and that's... I think I've seen it again for um, for, Bale, for Benefica in a comp as well, isn't it? And if he's able to do that on a regular basis, then that's just him. That's the type of thing that he does. Um, even the... There was, like, a half volley that he did where the ball was behind him, and, like, he hits it with his shin, but it was great technique, Get keeps it on target, keeps it low. And I just need to see more of that. And I need to see less of the snatching. I need to see less of the taking it with the wrong foot, wrong decision-making. Compose himself, show a bit more of what we saw at Benefica and even what we saw against us, where he's able to have that aggression, take someone on one-on-one in Canate, who is very, very physically strong and fast, but still have great finishes and do offside goals that we saw against us and the goal that he did score. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, it's just a case of confidence. Glam, is it? Do you think? Um, yeah. Is there anything to be worried about with, with Nunes? No, mate. no, 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 not at all. I, I like him, man. Like, I'll be honest with you. See, it's is 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 really cool preseason and then his first glimpse in the Community Shield. Man, come on, he changed the game completely. Like the whole aspect of the game and our direction. Um, Fulham again, come on, a sub got a goal. Could have had two. Yeah, I mean, he got sent off at Palace, so this is his second second game in a derby. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried at all. Um, I think, yeah, he's not. He doesn't look oh the most comfortable on the ball, but I think he knows what he's doing. But I, I, yeah, I, I like. Him. I think he's a got, he got everything for me. Um, Jamie, you know I mean? good. I want to see him. I want to see his burst of speed in and behind um, strikers. Obviously. The last two games, obviously, they played a high line, but he's got. I want to see his pace at full pelt as well. Yeah, but you know that effort, that effort that Pickford just got to, that would have been a wonder goal if that went in. Yeah, like, I just think he's always, regardless of how he's playing, he always looks like he's gonna score a goal. Yeah, like as Marco said, headed that he done, he went for a corner, should have done better. This is just match practice, but you know, if he had not been suspended, he would have had probably two or three goals before that game anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm not worried at all, man. Um, I just wanted to get more games under his belt and start scoring goals. Yeah, for sure. I think people are being really harsh. I mean, he's only played in literally like um, three games, yeah. and and this is, I think he's only started two of them. So yeah. yeah, he's not really had much game time at all compared to like the other strikers. Um, so yeah, just I think I, I got to touch on um, Cavalio quickly. Um, I don't really want to be too harsh on him. I did I did feel like he, was, he drowned that game, um, playing kind of eight against like the physical kind of presence of like Unana who's literally like, like I don't know seven foot whatever French or whatever midfielder um I think he kind of struggled in that in that midfield uh, it's a tough one to come into obviously when you're 19 20 years old you're coming to like a Merseyside derby um yeah I think on hindsight I don't think Klopp would have would have, would have played him there what do you think Mark? Um, yeah I completely agree like I don't think he was poor but I just think he wasn't influential yeah like, when he was on the ball there was like nice little touches layoffs and stuff like that but um, in that level, I need in that level for armored field anyway. I need more from you in it. Yeah, 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 for sure. But one one person we can be harsh on is is, is Trent, mate. 
And people know uh, Trent, there's a couple of, to be honest, there's a couple of senior players that I'm kind of disappointed in. Trent, Fabinho, Robertson, Van Dijk, they started the season. I don't think it's been great. Um, but yeah, Trent, I'm one of his biggest fans. And I'll, I'll back him to the day. I still wouldn't swap him for any other right back. I love him to death, but man, a oh man, a oh boy. He's had a horrific, horrific start. Swap him for another right back? Nope. Nope. I would not. not no, I would not stop him for Reece James. Oh, yeah. Trent, what Trent does, especially with Trent at his pump, there's no nah, surprise there. He's yeah, breaking it. Wait, hold on, hold on, Glam. So, Glam, with Trent, yeah. Okay, I'll use last season, for example. The guy's breaking his own assist record and he's part of a, a defence that had the most clean sheets last season. What am I swapping there? Because he's had nah, a couple I'll, of goals where he didn't swap back. We had, like, the nah, most clean sheets last season, bro. He was part of a defence that had the most... It's a couple, but I'll be honest with you, I... I, 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 like he's a he's a talented footballer, but unless we play, but he's more than talented. As a, like, right at... wing back sort of thing, man. No, I, 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 I don't want him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, yeah, I think you cut him Mark. What did you say? I'm saying we've seen him at right back, show right wing back for England, and it's not the same. Still, he needs to have that right back slot, and he needs to be given the freedom to go forward. I just think, yeah. At times, he's not protected in the same way that some right backs are protected because we see reshames of a back five. Yeah. We also see, for example, when Saka was receiving the ball against Man United this weekend, they were doubling up on Saka. We yeah. don't come up with Salah at all. Like Henderson should be the one that's doubling up, and now there's Ellison. So Elliot, Elliot should be the one that's doubling up to prevent wing- wingers from isolating Trent, but we don't do it. We need Trent <laughs> a lot of time still. But and, and the thing is, it's not it's not embarrassing for me to say that um like Trent needs help or Trent needs to be covered because like the best the best players, you play them in a system that suits them. You know what I'm saying? You don't play Messi in a system where he has to track back and he has to track this and he has to you play players in the best system that suits them. And the way we need to play Trent is having midfielders that can kind of cover him so that when he does what he does, they we're not liable to it. But we when don't, he the ball, but we're we not don't. liable to it. And we're not doing that at the moment. And we're yeah, I'm saying this is why Glam you feel like this. No, it's not going to feel like this. Saying, I don't think. Even, go ahead, even, Glam. No, go ahead. Like, even, even when we're playing well, I'm, I'm always looking at Trent because I like my defenders to be defending. I'm not, and sometimes he can defend well, but it's 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 the body language, it's the the consistent. For me, he hides a lot of the time. If you watch him closely, a lot of the time when they're when they're attacking on the right hand side. He would drop behind a man for them to go forward, and that shouldn't be it. He should be the first. He should be the first point of call when they're coming on his side. I just think we're going to get in a situation where because it's Trent, we're not going to drop him. No one's going to replace him. He's always going to play. He needs to sweat. He needs to sweat. Whether it's going out and buying another right back, or it's, or this Randall guy who emerges on one day kid, I don't know. But he needs to sweat because, then, as you said earlier in the, in the show. He knows he's playing that game. Yeah, the game I agree with that point. Yeah, he knows. He's in, they, they know they're playing. So what's what, what's the point? What's the point? How are you gonna? Why are you gonna improve? Really, if you know you're playing. And mm. on top of that, score a fucking free kick for once, bro. Like <laughs> all this, all this tackers, <laughs> all this tackers you've got in his pinging. I ain't seen you score a, a free kick since um, we was on lockdown. I think it was against West Brom or something like that. I can't remember. No, it last week he scored West Ham. West Ham, I think. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, get 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 it going, bro. Like, come on, man. At least then I can say, you know what? Yeah, we've got a dead ball specialist. But we haven't even got that, man. So, no, nah, man, I think we need to have a right back. I'm sorry. I, I think we have got it in terms of depressing. I'm definitely not going to go as far as saying we need another right back when we've got Ramsey, yeah. And we haven't like, seen Ramsey, dog. I've never seen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, we haven't seen, seen Ramsey. Wait, from what, remember what I was saying at the live project? I was saying all I need yeah, is someone that can replace Trent and give Trent a bit of a rest, but at the same time still perform to a level that. But we, we don't know if Ramsey can do that though. That's that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't. So ideally, I do want someone that can perform to a level that Trent may not start the next game because he might be. I guess what was what, what I mean. for Trent because obviously Nunes is a good in the air, even obviously Jota. That's mm. a weapon that we've missed. You know, we haven't had Nunes, we haven't had Jota. So crosses in the box have been a myth. Yeah, a myth. That's so true. that might that might bring up his assist rate and obviously add more um, use for him because That's we ain't got nothing that really headers. So when when he's shanking the box, you know, man, like it's I don't even think it's just that. Like 
everything he does has been very, very lazy, and I don't like it. Still, but like, I, th- I, th- I, th- I do think that's a good point because when he is aimlessly, it looks like he's aiming across it in a box. But yeah, normally we would have like a Nunes or like a even like a Mane or or Jot that it would stick to, or they would kind of header it. But he's just shanking yeah. it at at Firmino and Diaz, like. And these are players that they're not really known for the heading. I mean, Diaz is surprised with some of his headers this season, but like they're not really known like for the heading ability. And when you're shanking it at Firmino, it makes no sense. Like it just makes no sense. And yeah, I think we do, I do have to criticize him um, because it's like like I'm saying, it's the intensity to run back. Some of the counter attacks when we lose it, when when he loses it, he's not sprinting back. Like if you lost the ball, you you got to be the one that sprints back. You got to be the one. You got to be the one that kind of wants to win it back. And I, I don't see that same desire in him. Um, and the way he's usually of, of the ball um, recently has just, has just been so poor. And um, yeah, like I just think he's just he's not really being smart with it, and it's costing us because when he's just um, shanking it into midfield, teams are countering us, and we've seen that. We've seen um, we've actually conceded goals from it, so I think he's he's got really patterned up, and it's a shame that he doesn't have competition, so he can't really be dropped for a sustained period. But it's been really poor from from Trent. Yeah, I agree. Steph. Yeah. Um, also, I, I I think Fabinho's. Well, I think Fabinho's performances are not as bad, but for me, they're just like kind of five out of tens. I don't know if you agree with this, but like. Fabinho's performance, they're just like four out of tens, five out of tens, six out of tens, five out of tens, six. And they're not really performances that you remember, but not really performances that you think, oh, he's been shit or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really feeling Fabinho at the moment. I think he's still doing a better job than Henderson would do in that position, but he's still, he's still yeah. kind of hard on for him. I don't know, especially with playing like with Elliot and Cavalli. And I know his midfield partners are not, um, have not been great, but yeah. Yes, I think he does. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think, I think, mate, I'm really yeah, go on, go on, Mark. I think he does need Thiago still. I feel like a lot of teams are pressing us high because we've had a lot of mistakes um, throughout the season and we've allowed a lot of people like to get onto us. So teams are starting to press us high. We've seen it with Fulham, we've seen it with United, we've seen it with... I don't think Palace did. I don't think Bournemouth did. But even Everton were pressing us very, very high from our corners. Yeah. They are goal kicks. And I think it's because they know that if you get high enough and around Fabinho and he's having an off day, you might get something out of him still. But when Thiago's there, he always has somebody to pop it off to. Mm. Thiago's a little bit deeper than an Elliot Carvalho or Henderson or Milner would. It's because he's so comfortable on the ball. He knows that if he picks up the ball facing his goal and someone's behind him, he could probably spin them or probably make the right pass. Yeah. When yeah, no, definitely. And I think um, we need to... Um... The Artois, the Artois should have got a, um, a, a few minutes on Saturday. Um, I want to see what I want to see what you can do because I do like him when I was watching at Everton. I mean, Juventus, um, and he's 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 um, he's got Thiago sort of style in play in terms of passing. He's mm. an intelligent player, so put him in there, man. Don't I don't want to see Milner. Put him in there. Yeah, I think like I was saying to um, Mark and all the other copenders at the live show. I think if the Arthur signing proves to be a good one, that makes our life so much easier. In terms of, if Arthur, we could have signed him for whatever the, the fee is, I think it's 37 million, and then we can, yeah, and then we could buy another midfielder next summer, and we don't have to integrate three or four midfielders at the same time, you know what I'm saying, when KL, Ox, um, and Milner all go. So hopefully the, the Arthur one turns out to be a good signing, but but yeah, l- l- let's see. Um, you reminded me, the fucking hell club. That Milner sub, Jesus is Lord. Put Milner up against Gordon. Are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> You're actually okay. Like what? That has to be one of the worst subs I think he's probably done in his time. Like because it, it, it invited pressure. All of a sudden, obviously Gordon knew that Milner couldn't hang with him, and then they just start panning us on that left hand side. I mean that counter attack, Mark. He just dives in. Great. You can see that he's gonna dive in from a mile off, but Gray just pops it over him. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a sliver of hope that he was going to make it. <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> oh, man. No one was trying to take that yellow card, man. He wanted that yellow card badly. <laughs> but somebody must bet on him. Like, he must have, like, a far distant cousin that they can't attach to him, yeah, that just constantly bets him on the yellow card. And that's what he's doing. He just hey. needs I can't, I can't lie. How Trent was playing, I, I, I did think, you know... Yeah, that sub is needed. Milner's coming on, but fuck my <laughs> life. If I could, if you could do a, a re-sub, I'd have said Trent. Sorry, bro, I was wrong. Get back on, man, because he was just 
out of his depth, man. Out of his depth completely. Yeah, I think I think Klopp knew as soon as he done a sub because he even changed it and he put Gomez right back and Matic to come on centre back and push him into the field that it was the wrong decision. Um, yeah, and it's just it's not even an indictment on Milner. Like I don't really like kind of um, what's it called being down on him because the guy's like what 37, 38 years old. Like is it that's tough yeah. to play in the Premier League at that age? And it's, it's us. It's up to us. We're relying on him. We're relying on someone that old. You know what I'm saying? It's not his fault. True. 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 It's not it's not his fault at all, but um yeah, and I obviously just to touch on the game, back up to the game, we did have more chances. I think Seller hits the post, Pickford makes a great save. Um Pickford makes a couple good saves to be honest. And yeah, I, I don't know, I, I don't feel like we've done enough to win. We, we could have stole a win in the sense that we had enough chances to, but do I think we actually dominate the game enough and um deserve to win in terms of like um being dominant on the game? Not too sure. I'm not too sure. Yeah, like, I think they had a bigger chance of we giving the more play chance. Like, that was a one-on-one, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, just off to the right. Um, and then, yeah, Pickford did make a couple of great saves, but I think most of them were close to him, other than the Firmino one late. Oh, yeah. And I think there was another Firmino one that was a bit of a decent save, but not anything magnificent. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it was the Salah one that hits the post. And, yeah. like, a... Little bit of a fingertip to it, but we could have stole it, like you said, in it. Yeah, that would, that would have been. I'm not gonna lie, that would have been a great smash and grab if uh, we done that against Newcastle ever. Because right now it's about points. Obviously, after the weekend, results went our way um, in some form, but you know, it's not disastrous. As I said, we look at it and you look at where we are from our start, top of the table, and we're what six, five games in. Listen, it's not. And we're not playing well. And we're not playing well. And we've got yeah, players out. Yeah. There's positives, man. There's positives, man. Um, yeah, I think I think a positive, and we, we can touch on to the Napoli game. Obviously, we've got Napoli um, Wednesday or, yeah, so you've listened to pods, so it'll be today um, in the evening. It's away from home at Napoli's ground. And yeah, a positive that Thiago's back. Thiago's back. Arthur's in the squad. So um, I think this can hopefully give the boys a lift. Curtis Jones hasn't travelled. And Cavallo's got a dead leg. Mark, Mark, Mark. I think we've, we've been to this ground a couple of times. We've had Napoli in our group stage. Um, they had a number when Ancelotti was manager. We also beat them one of the times to kind of qualify with the Allison save. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. So, yeah. How, how are you feeling ahead of this? This um, Our first match day one in the Champions League group stage. Are you, are you more confident Thiago's back or are you still a bit? Yeah. So I'm not really thinking too much about the game. I'm just thinking about like who starts. Like we have so many injuries in midfield. We need so to rest so many people. I'm unsure what the squad's going to be like. Obviously, Thiago's just come back, but you don't want to thrust him into the side and play yeah. ninety minutes because if he gets injured again, then we're in the mm-hmm. same situation. You want to rest Fabinho, but who else can play six? Um, Arto. So like I've just seen Klopp talk about Arto. He's had a conference around seven o'clock and he basically said he's not ready and he may be able to give us some minutes but not the whole game. Yeah. Like, out. Um you don't want to play Elliot again and flog him into the ground, even though he's young and young players like to do that. You don't want to like risk any injuries, especially him coming off the back of a long injury. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if we start Firmino, Diaz, Salah and Nunes. And then do four two three one because it looks like Klopp has been quite reluctant to do that from the start of games. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what he does. I'm not too sure in terms of the actual matches itself. I haven't watched too much of Napoli in recent seasons. I've heard they've got this new winger that looks really really good. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm gonna call him KK. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Valley looks really good, and that may give Trent a bit of a test, which I think is needed. Like he needs to perform well against one of these type of players that looks like an exciting young man. Mm, mm. And Glam, how are you feeling ahead of this this game? Um, Mark's effective. Yeah. Just, Mark's just ruled everyone out, basically. <laughs> All of them have ruled out. So, yeah. I, yeah, I uh, um, but, yeah. The first group game, obviously, you want to start off with a win, but I'm more focused on the Premier League. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, you know what I mean? But I don't really care who, who starts and plays in this game. I'll be honest with you. I think 
Uh, we're, we're home, right? No, we're away. In Naples. So, yeah, so the fact... So the fact that we're away, that ground, the last time we went there... Mate, it's a war zone. It's actually a war zone. Horse stars, hell. That's what so, I'm saying. Klopp, Klopp knows that as well. So don't be surprised if obviously he might, he might put in, I think probably Gomez might go right back and um, he might put Matip in that centre-half. Yeah. Um, Nunes, I think Nunes should start as well. Go with him. We're away from home. And um, yeah, Artur. He's played Syria. He's played Napoli. Knows Napoli. Why not go with Artur Melo as well? I would love to see that, but yeah, saying I don't think so. Still, sure. I, th- I think for me, um, it's going to be a tough, tough um, place to go to. I think we've been there a couple of times, and the ground is like it's like it's really old type of ground, and um, the fans are just bare hostile. Um, it's like it's just yeah, it reminds me of that just them kind of like old like. Greek like Olympic, you know them old, just old fashioned like little, and it's just yeah, it's it's really hostile place. So I'm I'm expecting to see James Milner. He didn't start on a weekend, so he probably start. Um, and you know about Klopp and his away games in the Champions League. He loves to start the the he's he's his war soldier. So people like Milner probably start. I reckon Firmino probably starts as well because Firmino didn't start on the weekend. Um, Robertson will probably come back to the side. I don't think he does play a forty three one. You know, I'd be very surprised. Mark, if, if he opts to go to a 43 run away from home in the Champions yeah, League, yeah. Um, I think it probably goes for a 43. Um, probably Milner, Fabinho, Elliot, and then Diaz, Fabinho, Salah. I think Amatic may be coming back in, but yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see. Again, if you can get a win, I think that would be a big win that can kind of kickstart our season and can um, go into. I think we've got a tough run of fixtures. We can go into those type of games um, with a of confidence, but. But yeah, um, I don't know if there's anything more that you guys want to touch on. Um, yeah, um, probably just um, well, the fact that, as you said, we've got Tuffy just coming up. Yeah, I mentioned obviously I touched on the fact that we need to start just winning games now. Um, you know, this bad start needs to get behind us. So I yeah, think we get more players back. Um, Jota's. Um, oh, yeah, I think sure. now. Yeah, I, I just think now we need to just um, Klopp, Klopp needs to start focusing on who's fit and who's what's the best possible shape that we're going to have, man. Because I'll be honest, with you, I, 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 Milner, I shouldn't be seeing Milner coming on. I don't care if it's one nil or two nil down. I just don't want to see Milner coming on. It's, it's that, that sub that that trick is tired. It's yeah. so tired, man. So we need to just obviously give um, players that who are part of our future. More game time. I don't know what's going on with Jones. I really don't. Yeah. Something's it, it like a reoccurrence of his calf injury, and, and a lot of people have said yeah, Joe got injuries when he was coming through, and it's just one of those things when you're growing in it. So it might not be an issue long term. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if it's an issue with him and Klopp. No, it's a re-injury. It's a re-injury. Yeah, it's just a re-injury. Okay. But yeah, other than that, now, nah, man, let's just. I just, I just want to be on a on a pod next time in a happier place because freaking hell, man, I'm happy right now. Yeah, I think yeah, it's just it's very important that I kind of you kind of get these players back and maybe that like, you'll see drop off for a cameo, after back for cameo. We'll just give us for the lift, you know what I'm saying? Getting these quality players back into the squad, um, Thiago as well, and hopefully we can kind of maybe sneak a win or get a decent result. But but yeah, um, that's been us. Um, it's Kev podcast. I'm just hoping um, we're able to kind of turn around his form and kind of um, let's let's yeah you know I'm saying let, let's get on a good run. If you start if you get on a good run, um, I think the players' confidence will come back and we could just start winning games. We could start you know what I'm saying just slowly, slowly take them a game at a time and yeah let, let's get back to it. But but yeah, boys, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Optimistic here, yeah, sorry to yeah go on. on. If we're optimistic, we've been shit. We're one point behind Chelsea. We're three, so two points behind United and we're six points off top. That's not bad. Yeah, five points off Man City. Yeah, it's not terrible still. And we came back from that last year. We came back from a div- um, bigger points deficit last year. So, yeah, that's that's a great way to end the pod. Um, so yeah. Listening, um, just, yeah. Just, on, just on that, Mike. Sorry, sorry. With that, if we... Remember, our head-to-head wasn't fantastic. It was beating the other teams that we should beat. Yeah. But the head-to-head against big teams. If we take points off people that on the bigger teams, we'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. Because that, that will make up for these rubbish results exactly. that we've got against the smaller exactly. teams. Exactly. So we need to improve our head-to-head this season. 
So yeah, I think we got Arsenal coming up. If you beat them, and um, or maybe get a result against Man City. I mean, I'm saying these are results that people maybe expect us to get a draw in or lose. Then we can make up for these rubbish results that we got at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. But yeah, um, catch us next week. Catch us um, always here every 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 Wednesday. And yeah, that's that's been us. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.